All right, guys. So we have been critical of Biden on on this show on the left wing, and we have said we don't want him to be our president. But we've most of the country has pretty much settled into this idea that he's going to be the Democratic nominee for president. But maybe the tide is starting to shift on that because the polling numbers that have been coming out recently are really, really bad. Uh, a recent poll showed that Biden is basically getting washed in the battleground states. Nevada, uh, Trump is plus 10. Georgia, Trump is plus six. He's plus five in Arizona, plus five in Michigan, and plus four in Pennsylvania. The only of the only of the six key battleground states, the only one that Biden is ahead in is Wisconsin, where he's only a plus two. The numbers are not looking good for him. And with all of the controversy surrounding his decision to not call for a ceasefire in in, in Israel and Gaza, uh, it's just seemingly getting worse for him. And I'm not the only one saying this. We have David Axelrod, who is famous for being the campaign head campaign strategist for the Obama campaigns and a key advisor to Obama. Um, we had uh, Tim Ryan, a former president presidential candidate for the Democrats, come out and say that Biden shouldn't run again. The the dam is starting to crack a little bit, and I I still think Biden's going to be the presidential nominee. But the mere idea that someone like David Axelrod is pushing out there, whispering into the wind that maybe he shouldn't be the nominee. That's the kind of thing that could topple the whole house of cards because it's basically just been the DNC saying, screw you guys, it's Biden. But if key members you know, that are influential in the DNC start to say those things, it's like, I don't know if you're a Doctor Who fan, but when when Doctor Who just whis whispers to someone, doesn't she look old about the British prime minister? And that's all that it took. Or doesn't she look tired, I believe? That's that's all it could take here is some key people saying, hey, maybe Biden's a little too old. May, maybe we need to we, we need to uh, switch horses here because the poll numbers ain't looking good. I don't know. Maybe I'm just optimistic because I don't want it to be Biden. Uh, EK, I see a, see a nod in your head there. What do you think? I mean, Biden's problem is genocide. Joe just rose right off the tongue, man. It's That's a real problem. <laughs> right. Or genociding with Biden just rose right off the tongue. Those, <laughs> those some good slogans. Those some good slogans. Just like there's, there's nothing like that for Trump, but like, I mean, want, I didn't want Biden to be president right now. Like, literally anyone else. I was like, please, anyone else help. Play. Even friggin' Pete Buttigieg. I, I did not want Biden to be running the country right now. Um, I felt super dirty voting for him last time. I do not want to vote for him again, especially after all of this, you know, Palestine stuff. Um, and yeah, I do think you should step down, step down, focus on whatever you want to focus on. Now you don't have to worry about like hopping from city to city to campaign for yourself. You know, you can stop in you know, a couple of times and campaign for whoever else. But I mean, like looking at him as a candidate, especially right now, it's like he does not represent the party, like which is I mean, the, the Republicans have like the exact same issue, like they um you know with uh looking at the palestine situation like an overwhelming majority of the democratic party wants a ceasefire biden's no like what do we elect you for what did we vote for you for what are we sending you to office for you know bringing up what tj said about 
uh, Rick Santorum when he was complaining about having abortion and weed on the issue and people could just democratically vote for those things to happen for them and complaining that, hey, we don't want this to be run like a true democracy, but like it's a democratic republic. You know, we vote for you to represent us. If you are not representing us, then you do not need to be in a position of power because we like we want you to do the thing that we want you to do, not what you want to do specifically like there are some situations in which you can turn against you know like what the will of the people might be because maybe you know something that we don't know but we can see like we know what genocide this ain't one of those like. issues <laughs> no like you know, we know what apartheid looks like i mean israel is doing apartheid right out in the open you know you watch people walk through checkpoints you you have people that can't go down certain streets you know you have like you have um uh the congresswoman that can't go and visit her grandmother that we talked about in in, in another episode so like they're doing all of this out in the open. We can see that. There's nothing that you know that we do not know. And you are going against our will. That's that's not somebody that we should be voting for. I 100% um, agree. You know, Joe Biden is just not, she's not it. And he's just not what the Democrats want or the liberals want. Uh, but that's the problem. The Democratic Party is, is is fractured into so many different segments. I mean, you have leftists, you have liberals, you have progressives, you have moderates, you have, you know, all these different, you have like these uh, centrists, which I think is a little different from moderates. Uh, so because there are so many different kinds of Democrats and so many different kinds of people that would vote for the Democratic Party, you know, Joe Biden was this really uneasy kind of like we, none of us really liked him. But almost it's very similar to what the Republicans with the Speaker of the House situation. It's like this was the only guy that could get all of the factions to vote for him. Bernie Sanders would have been a little too far left. And there were other people that would have been a little too far, you know, too corporate. This was that one guy and mainly because of his association with uh, Obama. Let's not kid ourselves. It was mainly his association yeah. with Obama and the fact that Trump was just so goddamn awful. We had to get something else in there. Um, not to mention COVID and, and the George Floyd protests played a huge role. I think if either, if either of those things don't happen, Trump would have got a second term, 100%. Um, but there's one quote here, um, Andrew Yang, who ran in 2020, who I'm not a big fan of. I, I think anybody who runs for president and then decides, hey, that didn't work. Let me run for mayor of New York and fail at that, too. Not a, not a big guy. You're not, not a big not a good person, in my opinion. But he's he's interesting in some regards. And he, he uh, the quote from him on Twitter X, whatever it's called, where he says, if Joe Biden were to step aside, he would go down in history as an accomplished statesman who beat Trump and achieved a great deal. If he decides to run again, he may go down as one of the great overreaches of all time that delivers us a disastrous Trump second term. And I felt that that to be a very compelling statement because that's really the pickle that Joe Biden is in. I, I look at Joe Biden a little differently than other people on the left because I look at him as a guy who literally sacrificed his golden years to stop Trump from having a second term. This is a guy who turned down running in 2016 because he didn't want to do it because his son had just passed away. He knew he was too old. And he turned down running in 2016 because he just didn't want to do it. But then 2020 comes around, he's like, well, shit, I don't see anybody else in this party that could win the entire vote. So I guess I'll do it. And, and everybody at that time, in, insiders in the Democratic Party were like, this, this guy, he's almost 80. He's really going to do this shit? He did it. He won. And now he's in this weird position where it's like, well, I can either, you know, step aside and let the new generation come on. But and this is the question I have for you guys. I can't see who else it would be. Like, I can't see a single figure in the Democratic Party 
you know, I mean, we talked about Gavin Newsom on the last episode I was on. The left, the, the far left, or even just the moderate left is not going to vote for him. I can't really see anybody other than the dark horse candidate or a celebrity that could actually win uh, with the Democrats and then go on to win a general election. Um, so Joe Biden's whole thing is like, if, if there's no one else, I've got to sacrifice what's left. I mean, this guy's 80 and he's not looking great. I've got to sacrifice what's left of my life just to keep Trump out of office. And that's literally the, the sacrificial role that I see him in. That's why I give him a little bit more credit, even though I don't agree with him on a lot of issues. And I do think that he's ter terribly wrong in this Israel issue. I see him as a guy who's literally sacrificing what's left of his life just to keep a guy like Trump out of office. And, and, it's, and that's the only thing I give him credit for. Um, but yeah, that's my question to you all. Like, I, who else? Like, who else among this Democratic Party could be the person to step up and get not only the Democratic nomination, but then win a general election? See, Corey, so, I, I think... Right. I'll go. Um, I, I think that who else doesn't really matter Um, because I think that will decide. And I think that if you used crown to draw a smiley face on a wooden plank, it would have a better chance of beating John, Donald Trump than Joe Biden would. Like, I think that any Democrat with a pulse will beat Donald Trump in an election, just like I think any Republican who isn't Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden in the general election. Donald Trump and Joe Biden need each other because they're the only two people on this planet that they can beat. I think any Democrat that you put out there, whether it's Gavin Newsom, and I don't want Gavin Newsom either. Um, I think Gavin Newsom is just a basically a younger Joe Biden, but like it, it doesn't matter unless it's Kamala. Any any president with, a, with any any Democrat with a pulse that isn't Kamala Harris, I think, would beat Donald Trump in an election more easily than Joe Biden would, because Donald Trump can't fight anything against it. He can't point to all the things that they did as president that failed, whereas whoever the Democrat the Democratic candidate would be can point to all the things Trump did that failed. And I think that that would just win the election by default almost. Uh, TJ, what do you think? I think that could work. If this was one year ago, I think it's too late in the game for that now. I think that the power of the incumbency and name recognition is a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah, might giving people 10 months to get to know Gavin Newsom might work, but I think the odds be pretty much even. I still think Biden is going to comfortably win. Um, he, I, and I mentioned this earlier with the, the whole thing with the Gaza Israel conflict. I don't think it's going to weigh on him that much unless this continues. People have very short memories. We've forgotten, you know, equally atrocious things uh, a lot quicker. And as far as the polling is concerned, I, 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 a poll a year out of the presidential election doesn't mean anything at all to me. Like, it doesn't. And especially considering the fact that uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show that Democrats have outperformed all the polls every single election the last three times, like double digits. And so I don't see any reason it would be different for uh, Joe Biden. And uh, I think the anti-Trump, I've always said, I think the anti-Trump vote is going to be more important than the pro-Biden vote because the pro-Biden vote doesn't really exist. It's going to be the anti-Trump vote. And uh, abortion is still going to be on the ballot. Republic our Democrats are going to hammer that every single chance they get. And yeah, to, and it is true that a lot of people who come out, uh, to support the abortion measures may not be the biggest fans of Joe Biden, but I, 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 I am not convinced that even a significant majority of them are going to come out to vote for Democrats to uh, help or to uh, save off the Republicans abortions. 
uh, measures would hate Joe Biden so much that they'll mark through all the other Democrats and say, well, I'm not going to do Biden. Some of them will, but I don't think it's going to be a majority or a significant majority uh, at all. So it doesn't concern me all that much uh, for, for Biden. I still think he's pretty comfortable. Uh, you, you, when a lot of people talk about like, like you, John, you mentioned it, that, you know, uh, a, a smiley face on a two by four, you know, again, but People talk a lot about how generic Democrat beats uh, Donald Trump, but Trump will not run against generic Democrat. He has to run against specific Democrat. And uh, that's when it gets tricky. Like, I, 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 I think that someone like Newsom would have an equal chance to Biden, probably. Or, you know, Elizabeth Warren or, you know, like anyone would have an equal chance to Biden. But I, I, have, I struggle to imagine that they'd have a better chance than Biden this late in the game. And it also, I mean, optics are, it's funny talking about Joe Biden optics, like it makes the party look weak. It does, especially if the heir apparent is not Kamala Harris. That's not going to make the party look good. And so, like, optically, I think they, they kind of have to go with Biden. And he does not look good. He doesn't. I saw him on TV today and I was like, God, like this guy could be dead before the election takes place, which that's the that's the only scenario, which is not an unlikely one. Let's just be real. The guy's 80. That if he if he weren't to run where it could still work uh, for the Democrats, is that they have someone replace him. And there's like a rallying cry around it or something. But eh, that's my opinion on it. I think the Democratic Party has basically just painted themselves into this situation where they don't actually run on anything. They they run yeah. on not being that guy. It's like, oh man, that dude is a fascist, man. You got to vote for me. It's like, but what are you gonna do? I'm I'm not gonna be that dude. And that <laughs> that is the way it has been for far too long. You know, there there's nothing that anybody has that they run on. It's like really the gain. Like Obama had medical care, like which was good. Like that was a decent carrot, but like there are no carrots anymore. Like there, what happened to the carrots? They are all gone. <laughs> Somebody needs to open out an investigation. I ain't even seen carrots on a milk cart. We got to find out where all these damn carrots are. Cause I mean, for like, I, I can't point to any Democrat and, and tell you like, okay, there are a few people. I, I'll take that. Back. There are a few people I can point to and at least tell you what they support and I could see what they would run on. But like, there's no Democrat like out there that like really has like a clear thing of what they're gonna run on, how it can like actually reach people, you know, that like are not with them. Like where, like there's so much like pro-union stuff going on, pro-worker stuff going on. Where's the candidate out there that's like speaking to, you know, the like the Republican like people and saying, hey, y'all are getting screwed over like by these companies. I'm going to run on worker rights. You know, I'm going to work. I'm going to run on, you know, more protections for consumers and stuff like that. I'm going to help your dollars go further. Nobody's running on that. Everybody is running on. I'm not this dude. Like and if you look at the Republican Party, to their credit, is nothing but wish fulfillment. Hey, you guys want Roe v. Wade gone? We don't work it out and we don't get that out of there. You don't want to teach the kids about black people? Cool. Like we'll, we'll get that out of the school curriculum. Like, yo, you you don't want, you know, trans people using this back? Like, cool. We'll figure that out. Well, like it's nothing but like ridiculous wish fulfillment for like the for for the most extremists in the party. We got people on our side like, yo, I would like to be able to pay my rent. And, and, and nobody's running on that. <laughs> nobody's mentioning that. It's all, I'm not this dude. And 
like Joe Biden is more of the same. You know, people bring up the Project 2025 thing like, oh, well, you know, if we don't vote for Biden, Project 2025, it's going to be Project 2029 if Biden finds <laughs> his way into office. You know, that it's not going to change anything until we get people that are actually willing to figure out how to pull people from, <laughs> from the Republicans and just speak to people. You know, Trump, to his credit, you know, I said he wrung all of the racists out of that party, but he also did a good job of speaking to people. You know, if you look yeah. at the biggest employers in, you know, the country, you know, it's Walmart, you know, and, and retail, it's fast food stuff. You know, it, it's not people that are working in factories and doing that sort of stuff. Like there are a lot of uh, people say that, <clears throat> You know, like the working class people like aren't going to understand all these trans issues. There's a lot of trans folks like that work at Walmart and McDonald's and like just all these other places. There, there are a lot of people that understand all of this intersectional stuff. We do them a discredit by saying they're not going to understand that. And we need to be reaching out to yes. those people and we need to be talking about the issues that actually affect them. First, the Democrats. I'm not a Democrat. I just want to put that I'm not a Democrat. Don't call me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a slur to me. <laughs> the Democratic Party needs to be speaking to those people. Like, but you know, we live in this like neoliberal hellscape where it's all about the corporate interests, and we need the candidate that is going to break from that, that could actually rally people behind them and break away people, you know, from the Republican Party. It, it, every single like political pundit that goes out there to those rallies with a microphone and like tries to hit people with the whammy and make them actually like spout leftist issues, like that's a cool little party trick, and like we all like to laugh at that, but like, where's the call to action on? On that where's the democrat that's looking at that and saying hey you know what like they already know the lingo they just need to see that i represent them instead of doing this whole i'm not that dude that's why you need to vote for me thing well i think we've all run across this that uh you can get conservatives to agree with a lot of what you say because we actually say stuff that affects their life. But at the end of the day, a lot of it, it goes down to bigotry. Like, yeah, I know voting for this would like, put more money in my pocket and make my life easier, make my community safer. But man, the queers in history classes, I don't think so. Like, and that overrides everything else. But like with, with Trump, you mentioned, uh, we were talking or Republicans in general and how Republicans are, you know, just the uh, wish fulfillment. I thought that was a really great line because it's true. They're talking about, hey, you know, don't you wish there were fewer, you know, dark skinned people in the country? Uh, wouldn't that be great? And like we've we've had interaction politically and, you know, it's very difficult to not be condescending when you're talking to conservatives. Like it's it's almost impossible because they think like children, which is why Trump works works so well for them because he speaks like a child as well. But Trump, uh, I wanted to bring this up, John, because I meant to bring it up like three segments ago, but I think it was John. We were talking about how Trump isn't going to be saddled with the abortion thing as much as the rest of the Republicans because, you know, he never gave a shit about it until recently. But the until recently part is important because he has not shut up about the fact that he helped get Roe v. Wade overturned by appointing the Supreme Court. He said it many times. There's going to be plenty of tape, plenty of videos, uh, plenty of commercials of Trump bragging about, you know, getting the, getting the Supreme Court justice enough, uh, uh, the Supreme Court enough justice overturned Roe v. Wade. So I think it could still hurt him as well. Yeah, obviously, like personally, like he's like he's definitely had several abortions, probably wished he had a couple more. But, you know, he's 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 certainly 
uh, not, you know, morally uh, against abortion, but politically, he has tied his fortune to that. And I think that will come back to bite him at least a little bit. So I just want to loop this back to Corey's original question here and then go back to Corey because he's been very patient. But the everything that was just said by both of you was anything that anyone who isn't Joe Biden could do. Like, 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 like TJ, you're like, yeah, the, there, there's the blue wave. People come out to support the, 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 the abortion thing. People come out to vote against Trump. I think mm-hmm. that the biggest danger to Democrats losing the presidential election in 2024 is not enough Democrats showing up. I, I think that is the only possible way that they lose. I think if everyone in America had to vote, there is no chance in hell. And I, like I'm talking like New York Times calling 99% for Hillary. Like, like th- there is no way that Trump would win if every single person in America voted. The only mm-hmm. threat, I think, to the Democratic presidential nominee, whoever it is, I mean, we know it's going to be Joe Biden, but like is just mm-hmm. reduced voter turnout. And I think yeah. that Joe Biden is probably the least inspiring person that we can put out there right now. And you, again, anything can happen in a year. But like if I'm looking at things now, young people hate him, despise him. Absolutely. Fuck young Democrats do not like Joe Biden. Uh I mean, in battleground states, he's not well liked right now. We better hope to God that the economic recovery continues and we don't have a recession over the winter and spring like a lot of economic experts are predicting. If any of that happens, the House of Cards fucking tumbles on Joe Biden. The, The desire for Democrats to go out and vote for him reduces. And I think that's the only actual weakness that the Democrats have in the 2024 election. Um, so that's why I say anyway, I, I, I'm not a huge Pete Buttigieg fan, but I think he would line up excellently versus Donald Trump. Um, I, I think there's several you know, candidates. Anyone who's young, I think, would just dominate Donald Trump in, in, in a head to head contest. Corey, what what is your answer to the question? If even if you're like even if you don't you think it's going to be Biden, then I agree it's probably going to be Biden. But like who would it be for you if, if, it, if Biden were to have a heart attack tomorrow? Well, uh, well, you know, what it kind of goes into, you know, what uh, what KT was saying earlier about, like, you know, who is that candidate on the left that is actually talking about the working class, that is actually going out there, you know, creating a call to action and not just, you know, talking points and everything like that. And that person, I don't, if I, I'd have to do the, I'd have to check and see Google, but I don't think that person's eligible yet, but it would be AOC. Uh, I, I, I mm-hmm. fully believe that Congresswoman AOC could, Will could be president. first of all, I, I believe she could roast Donald Trump. And I and I 100% believe that in 2028 she will have a very very good chance of, of winning both the nomination uh, and the election. I I don't think she's old enough now. Uh, I'd have to check and show. I think she might be right on that edge, but I'm not sure. But either way, um, I do think it could be someone like AOC. That that would be my pick of anybody that's out right now. Uh, short of like like I said, sort of like some celebrity who does to the Democrats what Trump did to Republicans, She'll which be I don't eligible. think would be yeah wouldn't be as easy. Oh, she would be by by, uh, well, by yeah. literally a month. Yeah, well, see, that's great because see, I was I knew she was right there on the edge. Uh, the the only issue now, I think, is because running as a congressperson is is historically, you, you know, usually senator, governor, you have to be a little higher up. It's not impossible for a congressperson to win. I mean, I, I want to say uh, Lincoln ran as like a former congressperson or something, so it's not impossible, but it, it is a little harder to run from that position. But she's a well-known name. She's been a well-known name for for long enough time 
to to um, you know to have that that sort of recon, uh, recognizable status, but also too, she's wildly popular with liberals, progressives, uh, even most moderate Democrats like her. Obviously, there are some people kind of in the middle, centrist, independents who may say, ah, oh, she's a little too far left. But compared to Donald Trump, they would probably go for her over over Trump. So that would be my guess. I don't see her putting her hat in the ring. And like you said, I think as of right now, if he's alive, it's Biden. I, because we saw the DNC do this with Hillary back in 2016. It, it, there's this weird sort of, yeah. um, I guess you could see seniority. Like you earned this because of all your service to us for 40 fucking years or whatever. You've earned this. And they're just not going to go against Joe. Plus, TJ has also pointed out the historical precedent. When the, the person in your party is an incumbent and decides not to run, which is very rare, but LBJ is probably the most recent example, your party gets 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 cobbled in, 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 the, in the next uh, election cycle just because it just looks weak. Because it just says, oh, well, if you were an incumbent and you don't want this anymore, uh, then that means you you, you failed. Uh, now in Joe Biden's case, obviously it'd be different because I mean he's I mean look at him. I mean there's just no way you look can at look him. Look at the guy. Say, <laughs> like, there's no way you can look at that and say that's a picture of perfect health. You know, so I mean he has a legitimate concern to say this is about me, not what I've done, and not about this party. But the Republicans are going to twist that in any any way they can. You know. So they the, should the thing... just do the body double thing, the thing that Republicans like accuse them of doing anyway. Just just give like a like a, a seventy one year old guy that can do a good Joe Biden uh, impersonation <laughs> go. But Corey, you said like uh, I, I thought of someone who definitely could win uh, that fit the criteria. John Stewart. If John Stewart ran uh, as a Democrat, yeah, but... he, he he would win. But we're talking what we're talking about like the celebrity angle. Like he would. Yes, like he now, absolutely yes, would. Yes, hundred percent. And yeah, I uh, so I don't think he's he wouldn't going do to, it. Or, but I agree with that. He wouldn't. Yeah, do I don't it, think yeah. he's going to. But it's like if we're talking about someone who I think would absolutely have a better chance against Biden, would motivate people to vote, and would have the chumps, uh, the chumps, the the. The, the chops to take on Trump, like John Stewart checks every single box. Oh, yeah. I think he would be like, honestly, the, I hate that it's come, come to this, like that has come to like, you know, like uh, who's the, who can tell the best jokes and we should make that guy president. But John Stewart was incredibly smart, very well liked and uh, quick on his feet. Like he would be an excellent candidate for president. I'd give my left nut for John Stewart. Uh, Donald Trump <laughs> presidential debate. Like that would be the, the Oh my peak, God, that would be the best peak, thing ever. Yeah. On television. Delicious. That's, ah. Oh my gosh.